0: I know it's monday night y'all know what time it is another episode of the re-entry journey uh tonight let's get on to it our guest tonight is coach t she's gonna come in tell her about tell about her story from fell into phenomenal so let's let's not even waste no time let's go ahead and get into it go ahead and introduce yourself What's going on, Kings, Queens, and Phenomenal Beings? It
1: is your fell into Phenomenal Coach, Coach T. Man, I want to thank you for this opportunity. You know, much love to you and all the work that you're doing. You know, I look to learn a lot from you as well because uh, I do not know it all on this journey, and I can take all the help I can get. You know, right. you know those days can get rough at times. So, man, for me, how it all began. You know, what's crazy is... um. I watched my mom uh, struggle uh, in and out the prison system. You know, hers was mainly based off of, you know, addiction, aside from making the poor choices. But, you know, growing up, I was mainly raised by my grandmother, you know, visiting my mother in a different uh, state facilities and, you know, finally working at 16, putting money on her books and things like that. And when I got of age, it didn't really deter me. You know what I'm saying? Most people would think that, hey, going through that experience might deter you. But sometimes you got to put your own hand on the fire, you know, for you to learn. And so in my life, um, I've been on probation twice. The first time I was fairly young, 18, 19 years old. So, you know, life is more forgiving, you know, when you're young. Um, My second time uh, was an aggravated case at, at 31, you know, trying to be the savior and the protector, you know, for my sister. And uh, ended up turning my world upside down. So, you know, the first time, you know, it wasn't much of a slap, uh, you know, was able to continue on with my life. I went to college, got a degree and everything. But that second time that aggravated that, that first degree, you know, they, they weren't playing with that, you know. And I, I was in my 30s, too. So it was like, man, you should, quote unquote, know better. So at that point in time, the way that it changed my life, how I, I lost my job and lost everything. And that's why, you know, you asked for that quote. And that quote is when you feel like you've lost everything, that you feel you had the opportunity to do anything. So once I went through the suffering part of it, you know, the heartache, the quote, the woe is me, you know, I I just thought to myself, because deep down, I knew that it was just, it was a mistake. And there's more out there for me. You know, uh, I did have a balance of you know, education as well as, you know, introduction to the streets. But my grandmother did really instill a strong foundation of education. And I saw what education got you. So I knew that knowledge, you know, information changed situations. So once I caught, uh, you know, my second case and would end up being on probation and things like that, and I sat with myself and realized, like, I asked myself, like, how did I get here? You know, really understanding the poor choices that I made, the underdeveloped character that I had, and just how I had no real plan, you know, chasing the bag. That's not a plan. You know, running after money is not a plan. If you do what you're supposed to do and walk in your purpose, money come to you. So mm-hmm. uh, with that, I just had to refocus and uh, came up with a plan. And I just asked myself three questions. I asked myself, who are you? You know, got rid of that reputation stuff. You know, stop worrying about what people thought of me and actually re- identify who I was you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and adjusted those things that I didn't like. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was a liar. I was a procrastinator. I got, I had to get rid of all that. I had to do that work. So I asked myself, who was I? Then I asked myself, what did I want? You know, I, I want nice things. I want a nice house. I just want to be financially free. I don't want to have to make payment arrangements. I don't want to make pay bills late. I don't want lights to get cut off. You know, these are things that I want. So thirdly, I had to ask myself, who do I have to become to get those things? And that's how I worked on my character, you know, being a person of integrity, of honor, of of, of courage, confidence, service, you know, things like that. So those things that I implemented, and also when we we're on our journey, you know, from fell into phenomenal, dealing with those obstacles in life, you know, so so many times we want support, you know, we want people to do this for us, do that for us. So I just flipped that, and whatever I wanted somebody to be for me, I tried to be that for myself first. And then, right. you know, people gravitate to me, you know what I'm saying? You, they, people gravitate to you after that. Just like how they say, you know, if you're on the side of the road, you pushing your car, most likely somebody gonna help you, aside from you just sitting in your car and waiting, you know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, 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 yeah. You sitting so, in the
0: car waiting, like,
1: all the cars gonna
0: pass you by. That's yeah, so. but you
1: get out there and push, somebody gonna be like, oh, hold on, let me help you out, you know? Right. So that's, that's kind of like how the ball got rolling for me and uh, was able to uh, get out of the rut, you know, able to get a job um, and able to start take care of myself, you know, and not having mm-hmm. to lean on family members. That's that's important, man. That, that's that's a valuable piece and, you know, uh, uh, get, getting your life back together after re-entry, you know?
0: So, uh, one of the questions is, um, you were just talking about how you grew up and your mother was going through the system, and but that didn't deter you from going, why do you think that occurs? reason why I'm asking because I've been going through prison throughout all, all my children's life. I've been in and out of prison almost, basically. And I would think that my sons seeing me go through that, like my daughters is fine, but my sons seeing me go through that, that they were like, nah, I done seen pops go through it. I ain't even to go that route. But the reality is like my older son, he went that route. Like he'd been to prison. He's sitting in the county jail right now. And I would think it would deter them from that as well, seeing me go through it. But it didn't. Why do you think like with you why was why did why didn't do that for you man it just some of us really have to go
1: through the fire man before we get that awakening you know that's just lack of wisdom you know wi- wisdom is learning from other people's mistakes you know, what I'm saying? You know just that lack of wisdom and also to just been um that, that fast money, that fast money can be attractive, you know, when you're in a situation and you, you're uh, experiencing poverty or lack, you know. Everything around you seems glamorous, you know, and, and nobody's really teaching you how to cope or, or you know, without. So, so you take chances. And that was just one of those experiences. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a doer, and I had to go through it myself, and that's just kind of what it is sometimes.
0: But, yeah. All yeah. Right. So you was talking about you had to figure out, you know what I'm saying, who are you mm-hmm. and so a lot of times um that we talk about a lot of, sometimes it, it's not the fact that you catch a felony or anything like that or, or go to prison or whatever that that's just the result of something mm-hmm. and a lot of times like when you're trying to figure out who you were was there any pains that you had to go back and revisit oh yeah oh yeah it was many uh it was
1: a lot of pain that that came from you know, childhood trauma. Like I, I held a lot in because of go, what with my mom going through what she was going through, and kind of like being the what you call it, like black sheep of the family and things like that. It's like she took like all the negative energy, so all I could do was be good to get attention. You know, I, I would just shine, and then after a while, I got, I, I got tired you know, and then and just start being reckless in in, in that sense. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of things I had to address, you know, how, how I dealt with money, you know, how I viewed money, how I praised money, how I thought money was the answer, you know. Other things I had to address was how I cared for my loved ones, you know what I'm saying? Since money and getting a bag was the issue, I would just throw money at it rather than spending that time and building that relationship and actually being there for my friends and family you know, so I had to learn how to love my family different because I didn't no longer have the money to just solve their problem, you know, so yeah, yeah, a lot of things, there was a lot of things I had to deal with during that time, you know, I had to deal with myself, you know, my decision making, you know, it's extremely discouraging, you know, to go to college and get this degree, you know, and please my grandmother but at the end of the day, I make a decision where I can't even use it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, man, I screwed up. So, you know,
0: having to come to grips with that.
1: So,
0: yeah. You know. Okay. So, and so a lot of people think that catching a felony doesn't really equal up or, or amount to even going to prison. But uh, just for those that's tuning in, because I don't know. Explain when you, like, you caught that felony. Like you said, you lost everything. Not oh, yeah. only did you lose everything, but now you gain something. You gain a, a title of being a felon. Mm-hmm. So you you fighting you fighting two things. You lost everything, and you gain one of the worst things that you can possibly gain in this in this country having that felon tag.
1: Right, right, and yeah, they try to uh, yeah attach that on to you for, forever. Uh, the biggest thing about that is. You know, dealing with that 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 guilt and shame, you know that can, that comes with that, but also having the understanding that I'm more than that. You know, get getting there. That's what I had to get out of. Like, you know, you want to get down on yourself so bad, and there's so many things that help with that. You know. The, the endless interviews you know you know not having money you know living with family you know you're constantly reminded of of your 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 mistakes on a daily basis you know but getting on the other side of that realizing like okay what i where i'm at now is just a total of what i've done previously now i can set up a whole new life by making a whole new set of decisions so yeah yeah i'm, I'm not worried about that that label anymore because i relabel myself that's why i'm going from uh, fell into phenomenal that's what it is uh what, what's that old saying they say it's it's not uh what they, they call, call you, you but what you
0: answer to, to. right <laughs> hey i like that like you said like you relabeled yourself so mm-hmm. what, on 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 the miss, of you understand that you had to relabel yourself. Did you feel like you was going to have to go through everything that all the struggles that you was going to have to go through in the process of relabeling yourself? Because even though you relabeled yourself, that don't mean everybody else relabeled you or everybody right. else looked at you in a different light. Man, I didn't know what
1: I was going to have to go through, but I knew what just carrying around the the label of a felon look like I know what just giving up looks like and I didn't want that so I at least had to do something different
0: you you know and try you say you had the felon uh, tag and give up now that's too much that's
1: too much I ain't not trying to be on the corner talking about shoulda coulda woulda man (laughs) man, (laughs) man. if I was you I woulda nah I'm gonna do something right now you still able-bodied God wake you up every day you got a purpose. You know, so don't don't let your past, you know, weigh you down like that. You just have to find a way to move beyond
0: it. All right. So I see something on your Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Um, it really kind of it really touched home with me because when I was my last time I was incarcerated, one of the things I did was took all my pictures on my picture board and started building a vision board in myself. What I wanted my life to be like once I got out of prison. And so I would go to the library. I would steal all the pictures out, the magazines, you know, building my vision board and sayings and everything. I've seen you post, post on your page about vision board. What is the importance of having a vision board or building a vision board? Man, a vision board is so important
1: because it allows you to dream, have an imagination. And if you can see it, you can achieve it. And it's as simple as that, like you have to allow yourself to dream again. You know, so many of us through whatever we've been doing in life and then getting caught up, you know, in the system and things like that, we forget that we have the power to dream, you know, and we just look at what's in front of us for face value and think that's it. No, you can dream and you can have it. So visualizing, man, everything that I've gotten after going you know, through everything, and on the other side, um, phenomenal, I, I dreamt it. Like, I got a truck. I just got a truck Uh, July of last year. Now, for the past two years, I was saying, I'm gonna get a truck. I ain't know how, but I was working, I was gonna get a truck. You know how I got a truck? My dad hit the lottery and called me up oh, and told wow. me he was gonna buy a truck. That's how much I visualized and manifested that truck for me.
0: Yeah. I ain't know
1: how I was gonna get it. it. didn't even come out my dollar. It didn't even come yeah. off my dime
0: oh man yeah that,
1: that's <laughs> right on time yes yeah, sir yeah yeah i was all on the bus man i was on the bus and uber and everything so that was a blessing for the
0: sure show on time oh yeah true indeed yeah because um with the vision board like i said i built one and everything on that vision board with within three years because i've been out i've been out three and a half years i just finished my i just finished my federal probation but everything that i had on that vision board all the way up until now like i just we did another one not so long ago but it helped me navigate my way now that I was out of prison and mm-hmm. I was the person I knew who I was like you said I had to figure out who I was mm-hmm. I got out of prison and I knew who I was so I had to put on this mask I had to put on this side I had to be this gangster I had to be this stud I could be Cordell and accomplishing everything that I set out to accomplish you yeah. know um I, I seen you talk about one of the main reasons why re entry programs don't work, talk mm-hmm. about that for a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why re entry don't work? Shoot, That's a
0: lot of reasons. I, I, I
1: don't remember that video all right. the way, but I know off the top, uh, just from experience and just you know talking to people on the block, people are deterred from re entry uh, programs because uh, they're quote unquote Christian based or religious based and things like that may deter people. And I tell people all the time, man, if you need the help and they're offering, what does the packaging matter if the purpose is purposeful? And also, even from an aspect of even if you don't believe in God, which I do, but it's like the Bible is a book. You read book for information, you take the information apply it to your life. What's wrong with that? Jesus was just a good man, you know what I'm saying? Right. He was patient, he was kind, he was loving. Right. Aren't those good attributes to have? Exactly. So, what are we talking about here? <laughs> like, get what you need and move forward. And thank God that that was an opportunity for you to get off your feet. Don't be missing no blessings just because it it, it comes not how you want it. Right. You know what I'm saying? People want things to look that way. Well, that's the thing. You can't do it your way no more. Your way didn't work. Your way got you here. You're trying to go here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um I think that's one reason. And then another, you know, they have some that I, I think there's not enough representation of those who have overcome. You know, it's too many of people telling you should do this, but they don't have the experience. They don't know what it uh, 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 what it feels like to be in that position, to be labeled, to be rejected when you're trying. You know, you're putting forth a valiant effort, and you just you, you just get a, a door slammed in your face. You know, at every turn, that's very discouraging. And that and all you can say is just keep going. <laughs> you know, you know I need I need a little bit more than that. You know, it, it's a lot it's just far as like within the supervision programs and things like that. I, I've heard of grants and stuff that they're getting and they don't even have programs to provide like supplemental income for us while we struggling looking for a job. But, you know, they want to bring in outside people who have no experience and tell tell us
0: not teach us, tell us what we need to do. So, yeah, that, and, that, and that's one of the main things because you do have people in a lot of re-entry programs that they don't know what it feels like to have a felony on your record that are uh, don't know what it feels like to be in prison but they try to tell you how to adapt to a situation that they've never been in that's kind of like going to business school and your professor never ran a business before mm-hmm. in his life a successful business, not even a small business you know right you seven just, t-shirts or something yeah ain't <laughs> you ain't did that you just coming in here with this paper they're right. trying to teach about something that you ain't never really did. Right. And just like you said, I see that with a with a lot of re-entry. So a lot of times when I go in and I bring my re-entry program and I'm talking to people, one of the things they ask me, Well, what sets you apart from the person we got now? And that's one of the biggest things that sets me apart. Like I've been th- I've been through these people's shoes. Like I know what it's mm-hmm. like to have a felony. I know what it's like to get out of prison and have to deal with child support. Mm -hmm. trying to transition back into society, working a job that that you just got to settle for
1: because
0: you're not working a job that's to your strength. You want to get a job, so you ain't got to worry about your PO being on your back and you're going to need the money. But now you're facing all these parole fees, probation fees, child support, this and this and that. But if you you ain't never been through that, you can't really give me the answers to that because you never been through it and came out of it. Especially, I mean, it's something that you can answer like, yeah, this is how you do that. But when you come out, when you got that felon label on you, you coming out of prison, you're on probation and parole. Like, unless you really had that on you, this is yeah. one of the things, like, unless you really had it on you, you really can't tell me how to maneuver or move around.
1: Nah, that's heavy, race. man. That's heavy. You It's coming at you from all kinds of ways. You know, you yeah. got your family situation, you got your work situation, you got you dealing with you. You know, if you got kids, you dealing with that. Like, it, it's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough.
0: So we we've, we've been talking. You you talk about going from being a felon to phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Explain that to the people that's tuning in. Exactly. Okay. How that process came about, and you know what does it represent.
1: Got you. Felon to phenomenal is a uh, is is the journey that I feel like uh all of us are on and it is endless it is from for for the rest of our life that's what we're gonna have to deal with you know if you're working for someone then you know there's an opportunity you might have to go through that job process again so it's always little moments in our life where somebody gonna try to bring that up so you always got to remind them you you phenomenal because they're gonna try to remind you that you were failing so basically how that came about as um being on probation you know my my second time around and get finally getting a job. I just had a little job at a Goodwill, but I had done something that I had never done before. I invested in myself. Hmm. I invested two thousand dollars in myself and went to a Eric Thomas conference ah, <laughs> out in Atlanta. 18. Yeah, okay. yeah, All I right. did that. Yeah. So being from Houston, this was the first one he was doing. It was a speaker's conference. And, you know, I'm sure they were going to come to Houston. But, like, something in me was like, this is the first one. I got to go to this one. So I uh, took took, took my little tax return, made that investment. And from there, investing in myself, working on myself with my self-mastery, you know, turning once was a hobby of DJing into a business to create my own value and worth because there was not a job, there is not a job that will ever pay us our value, our worth. And that had nothing to do with being a felon or not, that's period. But let alone being a felon too, there's no job that's really gonna pay us our worth because they always see us as as our past. So doing that and coming up with a plan for myself and staying committed to that plan, developing my character, exercising my creativity, being me and my fullness and wholeness and purpose and passion that God made me to be, that, that's what it's about. And with that, I came up with Fell Into Phenomenal, which is a coaching program in the community where I help other fellings. I guide them along. I don't do the reentry program thing because I feel like there are some good reentry programs. Like here in Houston, we have Work-Faith Connection. That's an eight-day faith-based a uh, job readiness program that i did myself and it, it gave me confidence you know to be able to speak about my past in uh interviews in a way that i had never done before you know so that that's amazing there are like i said a lot of great reentry programs out here but it's all about the plan and identifying your strengths and weaknesses and working that plan to the t and living life you know we are all gifted and talented in many ways, and we've been so boxed in by living this routine life of, uh, you know, go to school, get a job, come home, whatever the case may be. We have multiple talents that we can share with the world, and 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 be our true selves. So that's what it's about: being phenomenal in your own right in every space in your life, not just the job. See, that's the thing. Even the obstacles that we have to overcome, which is jobs and housing and, you know, social service and things like that, that's only one aspect of our life. We have health, we have spirituality, we got emotions, we got our mind, you know. And of course, you're going to feel as if you're behind when you've only focused on one part of your life, all your life, which is the money. Like, there's so many other things that we can gain happiness from. And it's about being a, a, a ultimately happy and at peace with who you are so yeah yeah